everyone. Hopefully everybody is having a good week. As far as the week here goes, man, sometimes you get a reminder of how crazy life can be. It has been a a week with many diff different emotions, many different things happening, both um, personally, professionally, and news-wise, um, emotions everywhere. I told you last week we were going to the birthday party of a little boy. You know, it was so nice to get outside. It was at a park. The kids were all playing. None of the kids fought. <laughs> Nobody had masks on. They were just playing. It was a little bit of normalcy. And then to see um, a little boy who I might add was quite spoiled to the point where I have no idea what they are going to buy the child for Christmas. <laughs> but um, man, just a nice time to get away. On another note, we got a reminder this week of how fragile life is, how precious life is. And just a reminder that, man, so much time can fly by since you've seen somebody and it doesn't mean that you you don't think about them anymore or that it just, just life changes for everybody and something that was such a big part of our, our life with racing. Um, you know, everybody goes to new stages of life and man, just in real brief terms, 56 years old and, um, his time on earth is done. So a reminder to, uh, really appreciate those that you have around you appreciate how fast time flies by and to make sure that maybe, you know, we're making time to, uh, I know in my head right now, I'm thinking of several people that I need to make the time to take a Saturday and take a drive and go make sure that, that we're, we're reaching out, that we're spending time, um, because we just never know. Right prior to finding out of this passing, I had actually written down a quote that came across my timeline and I found it very, very um, true. And now with this, it becomes even more evident that this was the this was something that I need to be making sure that I am reminding myself of. So I am reminding you now as well. Life on this planet is a temporary assignment. Live accordingly. And man, that struck me. And I hope that um, we can all take that reminder to make sure that we're reaching out, to make sure that we're taking time, going to lunch, taking a drive, just stopping in, saying hi, um, even if it's a text, even if you don't have time for that, just make sure that you're reaching out via um, some means of communication to make sure that so much time doesn't slip by. It is crazy to me, just absolutely crazy to me how fast it goes. Just speaking of the little boy that we saw on Sunday at his birthday party, the amount of time that went by in between visits. Oh, we shouldn't. <laughs> it is so hard to do, though, keeping up with schedules. It has to be something that we... Um, we intentionally 
we intentionally do. And since our life on this planet is a temporary assignment, we need to make sure that we are doing that and that we are focusing on what is important and letting go of some of the rest. And another thing that I just want to share really quickly, you know, there are sometimes on just just the way life goes, there are changes that take place on a regular basis. And I am really, I am not a change person. Usually, I just like to settle in and get comfortable <laughs> and have that kind of um yeah, I know what I'm, I know what I'm doing and I'm good at it. And I just want to do that. Um, and that's not the way it always can go. And so when we're faced with adversity, you know, we just have to make sure that we're giving ourselves the time to, uh, to respond to things so that we can do it in a way that's pleasing to him. Another instance of that 24 hour rule that did not let me down this week. You know, when when you are in real time and you are in a meeting and change is coming and maybe there was some wording or phrasing that is used that makes something sound in one way, but it might not really be. If we respond to that at that moment, we may say things that we shouldn't say. And so another instance where when you give yourself that 24 hours, you give yourself that time to go, just go over it, just to sit and soak it in. And although, you know, you still want to ask the question so that you make sure you're understanding it properly, you can do so with, without the emotions without that that hurt that maybe you thought was there. You, you're still asking questions, but maybe in a better way. So, you know, we take the time, we pray, and we just ask, okay, this is the situation, Lord, help me to handle this in a way that would be pleasing to you. And number one, not make me look like, you know, a petty person or not, not make me look unintelligent or, you, you know, you, you choose my words. You, you take this situation and you guide me. And that did not steer me wrong. Um, it, you know, change is hard. It is really hard, but it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be, um, some big, terrible thing. We just have to learn to get on the train and, uh, and <laughs> you know, do whatever we have to do to get to the, the destination um, intact. It, you know, w- we don't want to be thrown off the train <laughs> or derail the train. If, if you succeed and if somebody else succeeds, then everybody succeeds and uh, your train arrives where it's supposed to be in, in a good manner. It's not always about everything being done the way maybe you thought it was going to be done. It's about it, it getting done and being the best for the whole big 
situation, not just you. And sometimes when emotions are involved, when it, we're in that immediate um, situation where we have a little bit of disappointment, we're not thinking clear enough to see that. That um, that was a, a reminder of that. And sometimes we are not going to get the full 24 hours. Sometimes you may get five minutes, but just don't, don't respond when you are feeling emotional. Go away with your, just go away by yourself, kind of take it all in. Give yourself that time to take it all in. If you have to shut the door, shut the door. If you have to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. But just where you are by yourself, let yourself soak it in. Let Say a prayer. Let him guide you. Let him direct you. Man, that, that little piece of information I wish I had learned at a very <laughs> a long time ago. Things could have been so much easier, Lord. Why didn't you teach me that? beforehand. He was trying. I was not receiving. So hopefully you received that message at um, an earlier time than I did because it sure has made a big difference. All right. Well, enough of the lectures. <laughs> I'm not really lecturing you. I'm sharing what has helped me tremendously. Um, and especially on a roller coaster type week, you know, it's just a reminder that it isn't all about us. You know, we talked about, um, that self-love and that in the, in the special episode and, and how not to be selfish and man, man, oh man, oh man, oh man, that's, um, it's, it's a lot tougher than it sounds, but let's get in to the news of the week. We have several things to discuss. All right, let's talk about the audits. Wow. Wow. I know that you've probably seen that, oh, it didn't change anything. Biden actually got more votes. Um, <laughs> well, that's partially true because they are discussing the recount portion of it. Well, of course, in the recount, when you recount the same mess, you know, you're going to get round about the same place. It's just a recount of the same mess. They didn't want to discuss what was found in the actual audit, in the actual um, picking apart and seeing what was valid and what was invalid. That's what they didn't want to discuss. Let's discuss some of that. So the legality of over 50,000 ballots in question. So five times the margin of victory in the presidential race. And let's just discuss some of those. Some, some of the issues with the ballots included 23,344 mail-in ballots cast from individuals who no longer lived at the address at which the mail-in ballot was sent. 10,342 potential voters that voted in multiple counties. 9,041 mail-in ballots cast by voters who were mailed one ballot, but somehow two ballots were received by the county. 3,432 ballots in which the official county results do not match who voted. 2,592 more duplicate ballots received than originals. 
2,382 ballots cast by voters who had moved out of Maricopa County and still voted. 2,081 ballots cast by individuals who moved out of state during a 29-day period preceding the election. Now, if, if these are the types of issues that were discovered in this one county, one county in one state, a swing state, but one county in one state, 50,000 ballots in question. Just think of what could be brought to light from a full forensic audit in other counties around the country who mass produce amounts of mail-in ballots. And guess what? California, this is now the way it's going to be forever. The recall failed. Shocker, because of course it's not going to be... Oh my goodness, this is such a mess. And what what does he do? What does Newsom do? He makes it permanent. Permanent. California is gone. It's lost. Period. Because after the recall, he then made mail-in balloting permanent in California. So the two audits conducted... In Pennsylvania, this is coming from Doug Mastriano, by the way, the two audits conducted in Pennsylvania after the 2020 election touted by Attorney General Shapiro and the Wolf administration were glorified recounts of small sampling of ballots. Those audits did not examine the legality of ballots cast, and he's making a valid point. This is what I was talking about. They want to say, oh, well, Biden still won. If you recount the invalid counts, yes, we're not asking for recounts. We are asking for audits. And this is why, because in one county, one county in one state, there were 50,000 discrepancies. We need to know what is going on in our elections or we are nothing, period. We will be California. I want you to take a good, long, hard look at California. Is that how you want to live? Is that how you want to live? Where you have a map of where not to walk for human feces. Don't go there because there's human feces. And you think I'm kidding. I am not. There are actual maps for the big cities as to where the the homeless encampments are and where people just poop on the ground. Do you want to live in California? I didn't think so. We cannot allow this to just be overlooked. So in the end, the people deserve to have confidence that their vote counts. If there is nothing to hide, then open up the books and provide the transparency that our commonwealth deserves. So many aspects of the, um, the audits. We have this. I'm, Arizona is waiting on their attorney general to figure out what comes next, and I'll keep monitoring it. But this is something we need to look at.
We need to have these audits done in Arizona, in Pennsylvania, in um, uh, Wisconsin, in Michigan, and elsewhere. In one county, 50,000 discrepancies. Yeah, we got to figure this out. We have to figure this out or we will become California. This is something that you have got to make sure that they are not forgetting about, that our representatives know. There is, do not ask me for money. Do not ask me to go door to door for you. Do not ask me to vote for you. Mm -mm. No, that is earned. I want to discuss um, some of the January 6th information. It has come out, we knew from a few of the Friday dumps that the FBI had, this was most likely an inside job. It was, it was planned. I think I said that pretty much early on, that I thought it was a setup. They have definitely used it to weaponize and to um, discourage um, anybody like us from trying to speak out, that continues. They sent 20 cars to a Green Beret's home this week. Um, they, they are not giving us up because they, in, in, as if they don't have anything else to do. But, you know, this is, this is the world we're living in. You know, I have also heard that they are going to start um, cracking down on the fact that parents are coming to school board meetings. Um, they want those parents investigated too, and they think that parents should not have a say in the education that their children are receiving from a public school. So they want to teach your child. They do not think that you should have any say in that. The same that they don't think we should have any say in how our government is operating. What they forget is that we are the ones that they work for us. They work for us. Your school system is there because of you. You. Man, I'm telling you, if there was ever a time to, if you have the opportunity to get your children out of public school, holy moly, is this it. On a little bit of a, uh, a, a glimmer of hope, though, I was in CVS to hurry up and run in and grab something off of the shelf. In the meantime, the line back from the pharmacy was a little bit backed up, and there were a few people in line. A younger guy, I think he said in, in this that he was um, 36, and he was unhappy about something that one of the kids brought home from school, something that they were being taught. And he said, no, that's not how I raise my kids. Like, I, I, I can't believe this. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And, um, and he said, you know, my wife and I, we, we work hard and, and we manage a whole lot of time issues and, and, you know, whatever, but we are very involved in our children's lives. And there is no way that this is what they're going to teach my child. My child is not going to think that they are less than or that there's a problem with them simply because of the color of their skin. And he is right. And he said, my wife are going, and I are going to have to discuss this because they're not going to continue to go there. We're going to have to look at other options. And I very quickly said, I, you give me such a ray of hope listening to you discuss this in here. 
because this is what we need. This is what we need. And what they're going to try to do is they're going to try to discourage you. They're going to try, try to put some fear in you that if you speak out, you will be investigated. We are seeing this over and over again. They are not giving up. With this Green Beret, we have a Marine sitting in jail because he dared to ask for accountability for the 13 men and women that we lost in Afghanistan. He dared to ask them to provide some accountability. How dare him? And then we have another one. He did nothing wrong. But he, President Trump had a rally last week in Georgia. I don't watch the rallies. I, I hear the clips. You know, I've, I think I've made it quite clear. I'm not 100% sold that this is the right option for him in 2024 because, quite frankly, he did not have the right people around him, the people that he trusted, are obviously, look at Fauci, look at Millie. No, these people shouldn't been they, his advisors. Depends on who he is going to surround himself with. If we're going to be surrounded by the same people who provide poor outcomes and you're going to let them stick around and not fire them, then no, we are not going to be doing this again. However, okay, so he brings up this, uh, the, uh, I believe he was a Marine, that pulled the baby up over in um, Afghanistan and saved the baby. The picture was everywhere. Okay, this should be, this should be, he should be honored. He brought him in to honor him. And because of that, he is now being investigated. This is an upside down world we have got here. So he's being investigated. So we have a Marine ask for accountability, he's jailed. We have another service member, although I'm pretty sure a Marine, who is simply honored for his courage, for his bravery, for saving a child. And because he was honored by a person they don't like, he is investigated. They are asking the FBI to look at parents who are speaking out at school boards. Oh, man. But anyway, back to January 6th, we have more information um, in the New York Times, Glenn Greenwald, among those who marched into the Capitol on January 6th, an FBI informant. Federal law enforcement had a far greater visibility into the assault on the Capitol, even as it was taking place than was previously known. Well, if you had been paying attention, you would have known that. This narrative is falling apart, but it is not stopping them. They are involving more and more people and they are weaponizing their Department of Justice. This is absolutely ridiculous. Julie Kelly, who I tell you, she posted a new letter from a January 6th detainee John Millis has been in D.C. jail for over seven months, awaiting a trial that won't start until mid-2022 at the earliest. His quote, the pure hate within the Justice Department is obvious in their actions. They are a sadistic bunch, no doubt. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And let's stay on January 6th. I want you to read this. This is from a detainee, Troy Smocks. Okay, he is in 
uh, unit C to B, whatever that means, cell 14. But listen to his words. The Democratic-controlled FBI have used the Patriot Act to cancel those arrested for the event of January 6th. Our banking, credit, financial, insurances, and occupational license have been erased from existence. Many of us veterans who once placed our country before our own lives no longer have homes in the country that we served. Nowhere in America shall a government be more powerful than the people who allows it to govern. When other black people ask, why did I vote for Donald Trump? I say to them, quote, look at the country one year ago and then look at the state of America today. Need I say more, end quote. I would love to hear from all patriots because united we shall prevail. Wow. Wow. They, they're writing notes. There was another one. Dearest countrymen, sing a song of freedom with us. And it's the, he has written out the Star Spangled Banner and he drew an eagle and he colored it. And every night at 9 p.m., they sing the national anthem. Every night at 9 p.m., I have been praying for them. I don't want us to forget these people that are being held. Please, please, I beg of you, please remember to pray for them. Pre, please follow Julie Kelly. I'll put her Twitter in the notes again so that you can follow her. She is in contact with them. She is in contact with their family. Her reporting on this in their treatment, they are not being provided food. Some of the lists that they are getting per day food, like some, some bread. It's ridiculous. And this is happening in 2021 in the United States of America for people who were trespassing in a building that we pay for and they were set up. This, this is so, so, so heartbreaking. (sighs) They've lost everything. They've lost family members that won't speak to them anymore. They've lost friends that won't speak to them anymore. You hear that they've lost their homes. They've lost everything. And people who served us. People who, <laughs> who were willing to give it all for this country. And this is how we repay them. Please don't forget about these people. I, I, I know that we get busy. We get wrapped up. But it's just a reminder that you know, we have some very serious things going on. They want you to be, um, they want you to be intimidated. And in my goodness, that the thought of being locked up in a DC jail is intimidating. With less than 48 hours left in fiscal year 2021. Now this was, we are in fiscal, this fiscal year has ended, but the border patrol has now surpassed the total number of illegal alien apprehensions ever, (laughs) ever, since the inception started in 1924. 1,646,000 illegal alien apprehensions since 
basically yesterday. And we still have three months left in 2021. Let me read that number for you again. 1,646,000. Three months left to go in 2021 and another caravan of approximately 60,000 headed our way. How does that make you feel? Hmm? Well, you know, (laughs) we have quite the mess, quite the mess here. We, We have a situation at the border that there's just, there's no, there's no way to go about it. The border patrol, their hands are tied. You know, you see what they did to the guys that patrol on horse because, well, the terrain, that's how they have to um, patrol. They're now on desk duty. They're now facing being, um, you know, without jobs. They're not allowed to use their horses. This is their means. This is a real, real problem. And I'm going to group in with this immigration segment a little bit on Afghanistan, too, because we have these people um, here. We have more people than we even know on our bases. We're seeing that I tried to say in a very nice way that we just have different cultures. This is why they should stay in region. We now have children on our soil that are being abused on our our military bases. We have a female officer that's been assaulted. We have we do not even we will not the angel families this country is about to see breaks my heart. And whether it's an angel mom, an angel sister, an angel friend, an angel aunt whatever it is, you know, when somebody that is not supposed to be here, should not be here, has not been properly vetted and is here illegally in an illegal fashion, comes here, they drive drunk, they attack somebody because we just don't see things the They don't respect women like we do here. They do not respect, they view little boys and little girls in completely different ways than we do. You know, we don't marry little girls. (laughs) We, we, and nor shouldn't. I mean, this isn't how we operate. But when these people are here and they live in a not good, this, this, this is just so heartbreaking, heartbreaking. Google angel moms and listen to the heartbreaking stories. Lord, I pray for our kids. I pray for our grandkids. But anyway, I want to um, to also let you know that these companies that are like the Nazarene um, project, like the different Um, former military that are there trying to get people out still raising money on their own and doing this with their own money, like Glenn Beck. Um, They have planes on runways that are still 
Still, this is October 2021. We still have planes, not because they can't get out of there because anything, you know who's holding them up? The Biden administration denies entry to chartered rescue flight carrying American citizens in Afghans. A nonprofit organization organized by a loose network of veterans and current service members members to help evacuate vulnerable Americans and Afghans from Kabul is seeing a chartered flight with more than 100 Americans and green card holders being denied entry to the U.S. by the Department of Homeland Security, according to a Reuters report. Brian Stern, a founder of nonprofit project Dynamo, which organized the flight, told Reuters during a call from the plan that they are being held up in Abu Dhabi after arriving from Kabul with 117 people, including 59 children. The flight includes a mix of American citizens, green card holders, and SIV holders. They will not allow a charter on an international flight into a U.S. port of entry. You know, this, we, I have got to say this again. I'm going to have to make a list of everything that we need to contact our representatives about. This should not be happening. We have 117 people that they all of a sudden want to be nitpicky about. You know why? Because it wasn't them that pulled them out. This would bring attention to the fact that private entities have to do their jobs. This is not, no, no. But yet we have 1 million, what was the number? Let me get back to that. 1 million, what was it? A mil, just a million plus illegals that just walked in. But we're going to be nitpicky about 117 people who are citizens and have the proper paperwork. Absolutely ridiculous. Don't lose focus of what a failure this was. Continue to pray for these people. Continue to bring awareness to it. No, you don't talk to me about what you're going to put restrictions on me, an American citizen, for because I don't want to get a vaccine or whatever it is that they want us to do that we're not, that we don't want to do try to keep us from going to church, try to keep us from, you know, whatever they want to keep us from. While you allow this, you allow over 1 million people to illegally enter, enter this, this country. And that was by design. You want them. And there's 60,000 more on the way. We got three months left. And you want to nitpick about 117 people because you failed. You failed and private citizens had to take over. I don't think so. It's absolutely, it can not stand. We cannot let this issue be overlooked. All right, let's talk about the spending. Spending, spending, spending. They have given themselves uh, yet another extension, 15 people, um, you know, who all need primaried, by the way, um, they kicked the can down the road a little bit. The news could be worse, um, but 
you know, their, their new ploy is that, oh, yes, yes, it's, it's lots of trillions of dollars, but it's going to cost zero. No, no, don't for a second. You know what it's going to cost us? It's going to cost us our future. It's going to cost us our kids' futures, our grandkids' futures, our hard work. That's what's going to cost us. This is not going to affect them. It's going to affect us, the ones that actually work hard, because we are going to be working much, much harder for much, much less. It's going to be us that feels the brunt of this. So 15 people gave them a pass. Um, you know, it's pretty reckless, but the new date is December 3rd. December 3rd. Hmm. We got time. We got, this is, we have email, email, email. Call, call, call. Make sure they're hearing from you. We can't blame them if we're not reaching out and telling them, what we would like them to do or not like them to do in a very professional manner, in a kind manner, you can say, you can be blunt, but kind too. You can be bold and you don't have to be ignorant about it. Please color within the lines, very close to the lines, (laughs) make it real nice and pretty, but they need to hear from us. End of story. End of story. Do you want to work harder and harder and harder for less and less and less? Do you want to end up like California? I don't think so. Reach out to our things. So in reviewing some of the role or some of the um, proposed, not the role, some of the proposed spending fiasco, I recognized a few things. $6.3 billion for Afghan refugees. You know how much for homeless vets? Zero. You know how much for Social Security? Zero. Let's look at another tidbit, buried deep. Okay? So they are attempting to increase OSHA fines. So essentially, they are attempting to give OSHA the power to fine small businesses that do not comply with them out of existence by increasing the fines tenfold. So I want to read this. So you come in here, the Occupational Safe and Health Act of 1970, Section 17 of Occupational Safety and Health Act of, you know, whatever, is amended. And here's how it's amended. A, by striking $70,000 and inserting $700,000 for when they don't comply. B, by striking $5,000 and inserting $50,000 fines when they don't comply. In some sections, striking $7,000, making it $70,000. So, and they go down through here in all of these. There's a there's a clause with an eleven thousand dollar fine. That's going to become one hundred and thirty two thousand two hundred and seventy dollars. Another fifty thousand dollar fine becoming six hundred and one thousand one hundred and fifty dollars. All of these fines, civil monetary penalties for part for violations. Violations. This will kill small business. 
if you work in a factory, this will kill small business. And I believe this is how they're going to work out their vaccine mandates and what, who isn't complying and they'll be able to bury them in fines. That, <laughs> guys and gals, we cannot stay silent, cannot stay silent. So the new date, December 3rd, December 3rd, surely you can find time to email and call in between now and December 3rd. And please tell them no. The answer is no, 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 and no. Those details and what I sent my congressman are in last week's show notes. I'll be drafting something new, but the answer is no. That's the end of the story. They need to hear from us between now and December 3rd. And remind them the answer is no. All right, COVID, you know, we have to at least discuss it, right? <laughs> it's too much in our life to, to carry off. I mean, they're trying to, oh my goodness, they're doubling down, doubling down the harm that is being caused in the medical field. Quite frankly, I am offended. I am disgusted with myself that I was ever a part of it. Some of the things that are happening with loved ones not being able to have advocates, with loved ones giving up because they're becoming depressed, because they're not see getting a visitor, this is all malpractice, malpractice. People going to ERs and then being told just to, to go home and rest and wait it out instead of providing them with a, a, a proper medication, running an IV of vitamins, high-dose high vitamin D, um, and just basic, just the basic stuff that we are not doing. And they know they're afraid of their medical boards and they're not providing the patient care that they should be doing. Some nurses, man, I'm telling you what, brave, brave. Those are the heroes. Those are the heroes. The ones that are saying, I was good enough. I was good enough in 2020. And now you want to fire me. Go ahead and fire me. I'll find something else to do. That's bravery. What I hope is that those doctors and those nurses and that staff can come together and make a clinic, make healthcare an option for all of us, a better option. As I'm going to tell you, those are the ones that care about patient care. Those are the advocates you need in your corner. That, will, that say, okay, I, yes, I've done all the, I've, I've seen both sides of this. There are problems. I don't want to take the risk and nobody else should have to take the risk either. If you want it, it's there. If you don't, you should have that freedom as well. That's, there you go. That's the way that it, this should be done. Not picking and choosing and not properly caring for people because they are unvaccinated or vaccinated or blaming this person or blaming that person. Listen, you want to blame somebody, freaking blame China. That's who's to blame. That's who's to blame. Gracious, for the love of all things, we have lost our ever-loving mind. But I want to play to you, play for you. This NBA player, I'm not sure who it is. So, you know, Andrew's the sports guy. I don't know. All I know is that this guy speaks, speaks articulately. He says exactly what I feel. He did so in a very, very calm, 
Cole and collected manner. Another mark, <laughs> another mark statement from our racing world. Man, I miss that. Calm, cool, and collected. That's Mark, not me, by the way, which is why I need to learn from Mark and I need to learn from this NBA player. <laughs> and why I tell you all the time we have to learn to color inside the lines. We can get our point across, but let's make sure we do it in a uh, a good way. Let's listen to this one minute and 40 second conversation. Every player, every person in this world is going to make their own decision for themselves. Um, I would like an explanation to, you know, people with vaccines. Why are they still getting COVID? If that's something that we are supposed to highly be protected from, like, it's funny that oh, it reduces your chances of going to the hospital. Doesn't eliminate anybody from getting COVID. Right. So everybody is everybody in here vaxxed? I would assume, right? So you all can still get COVID, right? Okay, but you can still get COVID. Right. So, and you can still pass it along with the vax, right? I'm going to ask, I'm just asking a question. Oh, sure. And so, like, did having COVID back around the Olympics, like, There you go. There you go. And I want to give you also a, um, <laughs> you know what, let's leave Rand Paul for last. I want to let you listen to how they're going about this. We keep saying that they, this, they're making this their new religion. I want you to listen to this very dangerous uh, governor from New York who is, this, this is, um, Boy, she's going to answer for this someday. But let's take a listen to how they are literally making it. Oh, let's just listen. I have no words. We're listening to God. I prayed a lot to God during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayers. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say, thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say, I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know, there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love? But to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. 
I want our kids to be safe when they're in schools. I want you to be safe when you go to a doctor's office or to a hospital and are treated by somebody. You don't want to get the virus from them. You're already sick or you wouldn't be there. We have to solve this, my friends. I need every one of you. I need you to let them know that this is how we can get fight, fight this pandemic, come back to normal, and then start talking about the real issues that we have to fighting systemic racial injustice, which exists today. And if there's a denier, I will take you on any day because I've seen it. I know it exists and we are not going to have a blind eye to this ever again, any longer under my. That was in a mega church in New York. Excuse me. No, I'm not going to be your apostle. Wow. <clears throat> wow. It's just a little example of why we have to pay attention. We have to know our Bible. We have to know that when we hear that, I know that that's, that's, that's wrong. No, 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 no. All right. Well, let's listen to Rand Paul. He, um, this was in a hearing and he is, um, he, <laughs> he's good at this. Let's give a listen. Seven times more likely to get infected. Mr. Becerra, are you familiar with an Israeli study that had uh, 2.5 million patients and found that the vaccinated group was actually seven times more likely to get infected with COVID than the people who had gotten COVID naturally? Senator, I'd have to get back to you on that one. I'm not familiar with that study. Well, you think you might want to be if you're going to travel the country insulting the uh, millions of Americans, including NBA star Jonathan Isaac, who have had COVID, recovered, look at a study with 2.5 million people and say, well, you know what? It looks like my immunity is as good as a vaccine or not. And in a free country, maybe I ought to be able to make that decision. Instead, you've chosen to travel the country calling people like Jonathan Isaac and others, myself included, flat earthers. We find that very insulting, goes against the science. Are you a doctor or a medical doctor? I've worked uh, over 30 years on health so policy. You're, you're not a medical doctor. Do you have a science degree? And yet you travel the country calling people flat earthers who have had COVID, looked at studies of millions of people, and made their own personal decision that their immunity they naturally acquired is sufficient. But you presume somehow to tell over 100 million Americans who survived COVID, that we have no right to determine our own medical care. You alone are on high and you've made these decisions, a lawyer with no scientific background, no medical degree. This is an arrogance coupled with an authoritarianism that is unseemly and un-American. You, sir, are the one ignoring the science. The vast preponderance of scientific studies, dozens and dozens show robust long-lasting immunity after COVID infection. Even the CDC does not recommend measles vaccine if you have measles immunity. The same was true for smallpox. But you ignore history and science to shame the flat earthers, as you call them. You should be ashamed of yourself and apologize to the American people for being dishonest about naturally acquired immunity. You want more people to choose vaccination? So do I. You want to lessen vaccine hesitancy? So do I. Okay. Just common sense. Common sense. Don't let them take that away from you. 
Don't let them succeed in convincing you that clearly you're the problem. You know, it's my opinion, and I've given my opinion here before, but no one can promise you that you're not going to get blood clots, that you're not going to have heart inflammation, that you're not going to have, you know, just Bell's palsy. How many other side effects are, are we seeing? But especially the blood clots and the heart inflammation, they can't tell you that that's not going to happen from this alleged whatever it is they want to call. I mean, they want to call it a vaccine. I would lean towards the fact that it's um, it's more like a, a treatment. You know, it can lessen, but it doesn't stop it. It doesn't, this is not like a normal vaccine. So until you can promise me that I won't go through some of that and I absolutely, it works, and I, you know, I, I'm going to take my chances because I have a 99.9% chance that if I get it again, which is doubtful because I have natural immunity, but if I get it again, I'm likely to recover. So I'm not going to take my, I'm not going to take the risk on your, your vaccine, if that's what you want to call it, because I don't trust you and I don't trust you because of a variety of reasons that you, you have caused. All right, I wanna end on this note. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to know that what you're feeling as far as being overwhelmed, as far as this cannot be right, up is up and down is down. And these people want us to think that up is down and down is up. (laughs) You're not alone. What you're feeling is normal. What you think is nuts is nuts. (laughs) What you know is fake and illegal is fake and illegal. What is outrageous is outrageous. You are not crazy. You are not a villain. (laughs) You are very much who I want to surround myself with. Clear thinking, common sense using, knowing right from wrong, (laughs) knowing that good is good and evil is evil and that things aren't right. Okay. That's that you are perfectly normal and what you're feeling is normal. Keep your courage. Keep that courage. Continue to pray. Set your reminders to pray. I've set even more reminders at different parts of the day, different for specific things. Keep focused. Keep surrounding yourself with like-minded people. Keep making sure that you are being properly hydrated and properly fed, both physically and spiritually, and just keep your courage, okay? Because I think we are going to need it, and we are going to, we are going to work our rear ends off to do everything we can do. 
We might not be able to change the world, but we are sure going to work together to do everything we can. I'll talk to you next week.